You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gears, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack, and today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Folks, this, this uh, NC State Duke women's basketball game was so compelling, so back and forth. It was a dogfight of all dogfights. And the final score may not indicate that, but it really was a, a back and forth affair um, in Cameron, despite the final score being 77 to 62. And when you look at what our women's team has done in conference, right? One loss so far, uh, of course, that, that being the, the letdown in, in South Bend, but undefeated the rest of the way so far. And this game to me is, is so interesting because I was talking about getting off to fast starts and how important that is for NC State when it comes to beating good teams. And we did here. We led 23-21 to 21 in the first quarter. And then in the second quarter, we could not throw uh, a rock in the ocean from the beach. We could not hit the side of the Walmart from the uh, sidewalk of a Walmart. It was it was really bad. It was really... The, the super interesting thing about it is it wasn't just the type of situation that you look at and you're like, oh man, they're turning the ball over left and right. Like, there were some turnovers, but the main part was just miss after miss after miss after miss. Even we got offensive rebounds plenty of times. Still, miss, another miss, miss after that. It it was really crazy to see, not because I had not seen this offense stagnate before, because that's happened. It's happened where this, this offense has gone through um, cold stretches, but normally when this offense went through cold stretches, it was precipitated by a ton of turnovers. In the entire second quarter, we had, I want to say, what, two two turnovers the entire second quarter? Just two. It was just misses. We were missing everything. We were missing open shots. We were missing point blank shots. You name it, we missed it in that second quarter. And that is what really allowed Duke to go to halftime up four because despite uh, taking a 23-21 a to lead in a very back-and-forth, very high-scoring first quarter where it seemed like neither team was going to miss at any point in the night, in the second quarter, we just we went ice cold. But for the rest of the game, we did what we had to do as far as um, after coming out of halftime. Obviously, NC State does their thing. We do our thing in the second half. We figure out a way in the second half to make adjustments and, um, you know, whatever the opponent is doing well, we find ways to make adjustments and cut it off. And that is what Westmore and company did again here uh, because in that in that third quarter, Duke found it way harder to score. They found it way harder to get to the basket. They found it way harder to do anything. And a part of that, of course, is making shots because when you're missing shots, the reality is the other team is going to get more possessions. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just turning the ball over that is going to, to gift the uh, opposing team with more possessions where they can get quality shots, rather. Not just possessions, but possessions where they get quality shots. 
if you look at what happens, a lot of this game was determined by um, Duke having the ability to get out in the fast break in the, the second quarter because we were missing everything and get some good looks and get some easy baskets. So then you go forward from that and you say, okay, so first quarter, back and forth. Second quarter, we were ice cold, couldn't do anything with it. Third quarter, we made adjustments and it got tough. It got tough on that Duke team to do much of anything. And it it was it was not a situation where it took forever and a day for us to get going in the third. It was almost an a instantaneous thing of like, you know, they came out and at the end of the day when we came out, first thing first, Jakea Brown Turner hits a big jumper and then they get a, a, a three from uh from Lexi Gordon on a fast break, which again was not precipitated by a turnover, but by a missed shot. They get a three there. And then from there, it was it was pretty much us the rest of the way. Kayla Jones hit a three. Jakea Brown-Turner, who uh, led the team in scoring this game, by the way. It, this, this game, at this point, that was the turning point. Because from here on out, we led pretty much the rest of the way. And don't get me wrong. At this point, you think it's over. It's done for because for the rest of the quarter now, we are waxing this team. We come in down four at the 609 or rather at the uh, seven minute mark, we tie it up. And you're thinking, okay, let's see how this goes. Let's see if Duke keeps putting up a fight. And then from there, we kind of take over a little bit. The lead balloons to eight by the three minute mark. So in that four minute span, we turn this thing from tied to uh, or actually from us trailing to leading by eight, but to Duke's credit, they did not go away. They simply did not go away. They went on a little run of their own to cut the lead to three, and then uh, we had we we still made shots and hit a couple baskets to be leading by five going into the fourth. And then at that point, again, back and forth, back and forth to start this fourth quarter off. To start the fourth quarter, the lead never got bigger than five. Until, until this, uh, the, the, the sequence where NC State took this game over. Where, well, actually, no, it did. It ballooned to six once at the 425 mark uh, on a jumper from Alyssa Kunane. And, and that, at that moment, you say to yourself, okay, NC State's ready and primed to pull away. But then Duke comes back, gets an and one. Now, mind you. We're up six. They cut the lead to three on an and one from uh, from Cheyenne Day Wilson. And at that point, you're thinking, all right, well, this is going to be a dogfight till the end. And the, those women on the court hit us with the lead court. So they said, not so fast, my friend. Because at this point in time, from the 410 mark forward, this was one of the most amazing displays that I have ever seen of, of basketball at a high level. And I'm I'm not kidding. I am not I'm including NBA, including uh men's college basketball, including WNBA. This was one of the most proficient uh sparks of offense I have ever seen. Now, mind you, I said that the the, the three-point play from Cheyenne Day Wilson made this a three-point game, right? Past that point, it was 60 to 57. Past that point. NC State went on a 17-5 to run. And I know what you're thinking. 
Wait, a 17 to 5 run in four minutes? That's unheard of. Oh, but in the words of Billy Mays, RIP to the man, but wait, there's more. In that four-minute stretch, we went five for five from the field, three for three from deep, which, by the way, started that off. We started off with the three threes. First, it was Kai Crutchfield extending the lead out to, uh, I want to say she extended out to six. And then it was Raina Perez extending out to nine. And then it was Jakia Brown-Turner extending out to 12. It was like every time they looked up, we were knocking down another three. And mind you, mind you now, this is not on a bunch of different possessions. This is in back-to-back-to-back possessions. They get the and one, we get a three. They miss a jumper, we get a three. They call a timeout, out of the timeout, Randy Perez gets a steal, we hit a three. That is nonsense. That is crazy. That And mind you, this is the same team that scored six points in the second quarter. That is what I mean when I tell you this team at times, when they want to turn it on, they just do and there's nothing anybody can do about it. There's nothing, anything, anybody can do about that. After the three threes, we had Alyssa Kunane hit hit an easy layup that came off a great assist from Randy Perez, right? And then you think to yourself, okay, well, it's, it's not too much more they can do it's only 125 left. At that point, Kayla Jones uh, hit two free throws. Alyssa Kunane with another knockdown shot. And then Kai Crutchfield with two more free throws with 17 seconds left. So, in this stretch, like I said, you're looking at the when people talk about the balance that NC State comes with, when people talk about the depth that NC State comes with, just in this run now, you had almost Every player that was on the court score for NC State. You had Kai Crutchfield started off. You had Raina Perez in there. You had Jakia Brown-Turner in there. You had Alyssa Kunane in there. You had Kayla Jones. Actually, I'm, I was wrong. Every player on NC State that was on the court at that time did score. That is what this team is about. And, and that the ability to flip that switch is, is nuts. Is nuts. And you hope that we just flip it enough in March. Because, again... This is not a bad Duke team. It was not like NC State was was running horrible offense, super stagnant, just bad offense. NC State was getting good looks in that second quarter. We just couldn't hit them. We just couldn't hit them. So to see what we ended up seeing in, at the final final score of this game or the, in the second half of the final stands of this game was absolutely stunning. Absolutely stunning. And it was amazing to see and it was great to see. Another thing that's great to see is betonline.net and all they're bringing this season. Football season might be over, but basketball season is full steam with both pro and college hoops. For all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. So another thing that I wanted to, uh, to talk about out of this game was just that when people talk about death, when people talk about, um, you know, what this team is or is not as far as anybody can go off on any night, I think that this game showed it. 
I think that this game, again, showed it. So, for example, and this is something that I've said all year that I have not been shy about saying. There have been times where Diamond Johnson has just taken flatly too many shots. Just way too many shots. Tonight was not one of those nights. And I know what you're thinking. Diamond Johnson is our second leading scorer. Of course he should be taking shots. But here's the thing about that. We have so many good scores. I don't think the volume at which he shoots is necessary all the time. I honestly and truly don't. If you look at this game, and you use this as an example, right? Jakea Brown-Turner leads... Um, okay, so Jakea Brown-Turner leads all scores here with 19. And then Alyssa Kune follows up behind her. Well, actually, let's, let's talk about that 19 for a second. 19 points, 3 rebounds, 3 blocks. And then... You go over to Alyssa Kunane, 15 on uh and, and the Jakia Brown Turner was nine of eleven for the field. Alyssa Kunane, 15 on six of eight from the field. Both of both of these players are one of one from deep, by the way. And four rebounds by Alyssa, two assists, one block, one steal. And then you go to Raina Perez, 12 points on five of eleven, two of three from deep, three rebounds, four assists. To only two turnovers, two steals. And then you get into Kai Crutchfield and you've got another double-digit score. Every starter here scored double digits for us. Kai Crutchfield, three of six, one of two from deep, four of four from the free throw line, three rebounds, two assists, one block, two steals. And Kayla Jones, three of four from the field, um, three of four from the field, one of two from deep, Three or four from the free throw line, 11 rebounds, three assists, one turnover. This team has this type of balance. Jada Boyd was to up one bucket short of being in double digits. She had eight points on four of eight shooting, four rebounds. And, and so you're looking at this team, and I'm saying to myself, I know that these players are not going to do this every game. Ja'Kia Brown-Turner is not a 19-point-a-game player. She, that's that's not who she is, that, on average, right? The law of averages is always going to come back and even things out, sure. But the law of averages, I think, in, in the case of this women's basketball team is a little skewed because you have so many players who can do it in so many ways. Remember now, if we're talking law of averages, look at what Randy Perez did at every stop before NC State. Like, that's not a, that's not a, a, a take of like, oh, she could do this, or oh, she might do this, or oh, we've never seen her do this. If you look at what she had done in the past, she has the ability to be just an, an a, a freak of nature type of score. She's done it. She's done it before. But this year, as well as last year, she took a little bit of a backseat and said, you know what? I need to distribute the ball more. I need to get my teammates more involved. I need to do those things. And that's been vitally important. And it's been really good for her. And not only that, she is shooting at a higher clip than she has at almost any point in her career. She's shooting 44% from three this year. Like this to me is what you want to see from Raina Perez because at the end of the day, yes, she has all of the things as far as um, distributing and she's got the floater and she's got the ball handling and all that. But the reality is her being able to space the floor, her, yes, we have a ton of other players 
who can shoot very well, but her being able to space the floor as well, vitally important. And again, she's averaged 19.7 in her career. She's done that. That's a thing that she's done before. So to see what she's doing right now, again, this is this is what leads to uh, this type of balance, this type of depth. This is what leads to winning championships. I'm not saying that this team is definitely going to do that. But all I'm saying is, Randa Perez is the type of scorer who's done that. And also, look at the other players on this team. This team is built with longevity to win beyond when all of the, the current players that we have are getting up out of here. And that's the reality. That's the reality of what we're seeing here. Okay? A lot of these players next year are going to be gone. Yes. There is no doubt about that. We are going to have to replace Kai Crutchfield. We are probably going to have to replace Alyssa Kunane. We are going to have to replace Kayla Jones. We're going to have to replace Reyna Perez. But the players that we already have on this roster have done a fairly decent job of it so far. And we will see what happens with this team as time goes on and they, they um, you know, recruit more and, and get folks to fill in these spots. But what this team has is flatly, it's it's there. It's there because you some of these players that you're getting rid of, look at the players that are coming in in their place, right? Or not getting rid of, but players who are timing out, graduating, all that good stuff, um, you know, running out of eligibility. Look at who is coming in behind them, right? You say, oh, well, um, uh, you're losing an All-American in Alyssa Kunane. Camille Hobby, in the time that she's been on the court this year, has been extremely effective. Extremely effective. And I I am not saying that from a point of like, oh, well, you know, I, I just want to believe that she's been... If you watch her in... If you watch her in the actual eye test of what she does in these games, the most important thing that she does to me is she bodies folks up and she's going to wear them down when Alyssa ain't in the game. That's the reality there. She is not playing 25, 30 minutes a game. She's only getting about uh, uh, 15, a little under that, actually. A little under 15 minutes a game. But in the time that she's on the court, she's an effective rebounder. She's an effective rebounder. It's, it's, it's a situation where she does that well. She takes good shots. Is shooting at a high percentage this year, although the three ball ain't falling for her in any type of uh, major way this year. But she's the type of player that means something. And then you talk about Raina Perez leaving, Diamond Johnson. Need I say more? You talk about Kayla Jones leaving, Jada Boyd. Need I say more? I mean, if we're looking at a team that is going to be led next year by Jakia Brown Turner, Jada Boyd, and Diamond Johnson, I'm I'm not seeing a major drop off from that. I'm not looking at that that grouping and saying Oh, my God, boy, next year is going to be a struggle. Now, will we be what we are now? I'm not sure. But with that coming, with those players coming back, to me, it is it, it stands to reason that we'll be all right. Because, again, if we look at Jakia Brown-Turner, she's taking a backseat this year in, in many regards. She is taking lesser volumes of shots and all that. But all the rest of it, still there. All the rest of last year she averaged thirteen point five. This year she averaging nine point two. So some people will want to think, oh well, she's you know she's falling off or she's regressing. Is she though? Is she? Because if you look at the the shooting percentages, they're virtually identical. 
if you look at everything else that she brings, it's virtually identical. So you know who she is. You know what she's going to do. And you know she's going to do it well. Okay, great. She is older now. She is more mature now. She is bringing more on the defensive end now. So you combine that with another year of experience. And you say, okay, what does that look like next year? When she's asked to do more. When she's asked to take more shots. Because, again, when these when these older players leave, when Kunane, when Jones, when Perez leave, it's not going to be a situation where people are looking at them and they're like, um, well, Diamond, you're just going to have to take all the shots now. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This team is too deep and too talented for that. Even on this, this line that is the quote-unquote um, second group in, that's – Again, absolutely love to see it. And, you know, it's it's Valentine's Day, of course. We're talking about love and love is in the air and all that good stuff. And Well, actually, this is being recorded on Valentine's Day. You're probably not going to listen to it. It's going to be the day after Valentine's Day. But that's another story for another time. Another thing I love to see is folks eating Built Bars. Built Bars are great for you. And it's that time of the year where most people have given up on their New Year's resolutions. But if yours is eating healthier... If yours is getting in the gym, getting your body right, all that good stuff, Built Bar is helping you get there. Have you tried the Puffs yet? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors from cinnamon churro, to coconut marshmallow, to banana cream pie. They all taste so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, that includes the puffs, folks. 100% real chocolate. So with that being said, they're still low calorie, high protein. You can replace your candy bars with these and you'll be doing your body a favor. They're better. Trust me. A typical candy bar has anywhere from two to 300 calories. But if you look at Built Bar, let me tell you about these macros. 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And that's that's most Built Bars. That's about average. So with that being said, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Another thing I want to talk about real quick is this final score. Uh, uh, people, y'all hear me say a lot. This game was closer than the score indicates. Or this game was more of a blowout than the score indicates. I think that there should be no bigger case for these two, for those two statements than if you look at this game, which was a 15-point win by NC State, and you look at the University of No Consequences game for our men's basketball team, which was lost by 20. The game's differences were five points. So in essence, a three and a layup or a dunk was the difference on the scoreboard as far as the the margin of victory for both teams here. But the actual difference couldn't have been more night and day. We pulled away because we got extremely hot. I mean, hotter than a supernova. I mean, they... Hotter than, than than Pam Anderson back in 04. Listen, if you don't understand that reference, you're not old enough, don't Google that. With that being said, this team got extremely hot at the right time, and this is the result. In, in the inverse, we saw a game where 
I mean, let's be honest. The universe, no consequences, kind of let up off, uh, let up off the gas, and like the the really after the first media timeout, the second half, they were like, all right, time to clear the bench, time to get in these players who never play, and and that's you know we we didn't we still couldn't do anything with them. We still couldn't get back in the game. So, you know, it's it's very interesting to see that. And again, those phrases are not just fluff and not just people saying things because. This game being a 15-point game did not feel like it at all, even down the stretch. When you looked up and you saw, wait, we're up by 15? It was a little different than when you saw the end of the, well, basically the same thing as when you looked at the uh, end of that that no consequences in, in NC State game where you said, wait, we lost by, only lost by 20? Wow. It's pretty much the same thing. Anywho, thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate you every single time. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.